Empowerment Inc. Radio, and this is Kingdom Kids Spirit Soul and Body Series. You are welcome, and we are we are thanking God for today. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Today we have a brand new topic, and I have 
title it Worldliness today. And we are going to be studying some scriptures. And I just wanted to go over this worldliness and see what the Lord will talk to us today. Hallelujah. So please join with me and let's begin. Father, we just want to thank you today. We thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for your blessing. We thank you <clears throat> sending your son to come and die for us. And we thank you, O oh God, for your spirit that dwells in us today. Spirit of living God, you are welcome today. Teach us, lead us, mold us, and bless us. Deliver us from every works of the enemy. And we are here to receive all that you have for us today. We bless you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to be talking about worldliness today. And this is everywhere. It's widespread. And we are Christians. We are born-again Christians. We are believers. In other words, what is worldliness? Now, when you go to a common dictionary, it, it will tell us that it's a condition of being concerned with worldly affairs, especially when we neglect spiritual things, when we don't value spiritual matters, spiritual needs, or when we when we have two weighing balance, we weigh towards worldly affairs instead of spiritual affairs. So it's the quality of being experienced and sophisticated in worldly matters. So when we talk of spiritual matters, we are zero. We have no knowledge. For example, when we talk about movies and talking about all those social en engagement, I'm not saying we should not watch movies. I'm not saying we should not go into social engagement, uh, parties, dance. But when we weigh in the balance, we weigh more towards that area, whereas in the sense of spiritual needs or spiritual matters, we are zero. So we become very carnal. So worriness embraces that which is devilish and seductive. It has to do with matters that are obstacles to the service of God. And in many cases, they lure men away from God. In other words, they quench the Spirit of God away from us. And they make alive the evil one in our lives. So, in worldliness, most of us function more on the carnal side rather than on the spiritual side my short definition. Okay? So, 
So I hope you uh, get my short definition. So most of the time, we generally play more on the Kana side. So we play more on the Kana side rather than on the spiritual side. Today, you see that uh, um, we have so many parts of us, or many of us, or the way we talk, the way we live, the way we see, all are saying that we are worldly. Now, our time is short today, but I will try to quickly go over this. Okay. Now, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 2. Paul began to talk about being carnal, being worldly. Let's let's start from uh, let's start from uh, verse uh, uh, verse two. I mean chapter two. He said, "And I, brethren, when I came to you, you see, did not come with excellence of speech and of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God." For I determine not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. See, he's, he's, he, he as a spiritual man is only concerned about what? Jesus Christ and him crucified. He doesn't care about anything else. Now, verse 3 says, it said, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Verse 4, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstrating of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That your faith will not be what? In the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Verse 6 says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are among, who are coming to nothing. Verse 7 says, but we speak the wisdom of God. There are two kinds of wisdom here. There is the wisdom of, there is the wisdom of man, which is mentioned in verse 5, and the wisdom of God, which is just being mentioned. In verse 7, it says, verse 7 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for he, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, as a spiritual man, which who lack worldliness, so you will be able to discern the uh, you'll be able to discern the wisdom of God in a mystery, and this wisdom of God in a mystery is hidden from people who are worldly. You won't be able to see the full picture. You will not be able to see what it entails, the meaning, the details. You will see it as nonsense. 
It doesn't make sense. Most of the time we see it as stupid. When when most of us see things of 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 God in a miraculous way, we run to say somebody has staged state marriage or maybe we pay somebody uh, to say he was sick, now he's healed, or maybe he's throwing up, he's fake, or it, it's all kinds of meaning, because it doesn't make sense. See, it's, it doesn't make sense. So you, we see it, we are like, no, it's not true. I can't believe this. So you, you we condemn the, the situation right away and say, no, he has paid somebody to act this way. You see, that is an example. You see, we are not able to what the same because those are mysteries cannot understand. You see, instantly you see somebody who have not been walking closely. You just pray the word of God, and that person is healed instantly. And most of the time, what we run to is no, it's not true. He, he was faking it. No, it's not faking it. You see, so. We are not living according to what the wisdom of God. You see, so it's a worldly affair of today. You see, he said, he said, verse verse uh, verse seven says, but we speak. You see, we speak as a child of God, as a believer, we speak the wisdom of God. You see. And this wisdom of God is in a mystery. You cannot understand. You cannot. You you. How do you explain that? You cannot understand because it's a mystery. So when you try to uh, 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 explain it, then you are trying to explain God. You are trying to with our small brain. How can you understand that? So most of the time, we just receive it, just accept it, and praise Him. You see, he said, in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You can see the, the, the impact of that mystery, which also reflected in the crucifixion of God, of, of Jesus Christ. He was crucified. If they had known, they would not have killed him. So killing him, they thought they have done the worst thing ever. But it was the best for us. See? To be what? The best for us. Don't ask to be a good thing for us. A blessing. Through whom we are redeemed. Through whom we are saved. Hallelujah. Through whom we have a hope today that when we die, we will rise again. Through him, we know we are not of this world. We have been blessed. We have been made new by his special blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Through him, we are healed. We are delivered. We are blessed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, But it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who need it. No. I has not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God, look at verse 10, but God has revealed them 
to us through the Spirit. Because as as a, as a spiritual man, rather than a worldliness, uh, a man of a man, we are what able to see, we are able to hear, we are able to discern. Say, verse verse ten says, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we saw that in First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen, where he said that, "Do you not know that your body is the temple of the?" If you just fast forward there to uh, to First Corinthians chapter six, you will see where he asked a question because the people were beginning to live anyhow, behave anyhow, talk anyhow. Uh, use their body anyhow, fellowshipping with unbelievers, he went on to what? Ask the question. It's us to answer that question. See, he said, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? In meaning, we are not the same. There has been a change. So we don't act anyhow, we don't behave anyhow, we don't talk anyhow. Now, if we begin to do that as the people of the world, of what difference? Then comes the question, do you not know? Maybe you don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's a question for every one of us to answer. And answering it tells us where we belong. If we are of the world, of the spirit because we cannot be both we cannot be here or there we cannot uh, belong to the world and act as the world with no difference and we need to act as a spiritual man at the same time so it's a question for every one of us to answer okay hallelujah now let's move on verse Verse uh, back to First Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So we are not able to know the things of God except we have the spirit of God. So the spirit of God, like I talked about some few minutes ago, will be able to help us to understand all these mysteries. We enable us to have a glimpse of what the Spirit of God is telling us. Hallelujah. He said, verse, uh, uh, verse 12 says, Now we have received, now we have what received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Many times we don't even know who we are. We have no idea of the grace of God that has been imparted into the world. We have no idea who God is saying about us. And we have no idea of who God is. And we have no idea of who I am in, in spirit. So when we begin to understand all this, then we will be able to understand what the Lord has freely given to us by God. Freely. Not being purchased 
not being uh, uh, we are uh, any wages towards Ghana so that in due time then we will pay it off. No, there's nothing like mortgage. There's nothing like uh, uh, we are going to pay it in two years. No, it's been freely given to us. He is the one who has mortgaged himself, not we. We we have nothing to mortgage about him. He has a, a spirit that has been paid. He he I mean he has he has done a down payment. He made a down payment and he paid and with his special blood. So if in his due time he will come and redeem uh, our, our body, then we will freely belong to where he wants us to go. Hallelujah. So that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by him. Verse 13 says, These things we also speak not in the word which mass, with mass wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing what? Spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14 says, But the natural man does not know, does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So many of these things that I spoke about not too long ago, they tend to be more foolishness. It doesn't make sense. So they are like foolishness. But we can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So with the spirit, we are able to discern the things of the spirit. With spiritual, uh, with, with the spiritual eye, we are able to discern what is right, what is wrong. Verse 15 says, But he who is spiritual judges all things. So if if you are spiritual, you will be able to have that discerning spirit. You will be able to say, No, let's go here, let's do this, let's not do that. Yet he himself rightly judged by no one. Because they are just discerning. They are just trying to find out what is right. For, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So knowing who we are, we enable us to know that we have the mind of Christ because his spirit dwells in us. Spirit of God dwells in us. We are able to what? Know the mind of Christ. We are able to do what he wants us to do. We are able to act what he wants us to act. We are able to go where he Send us to. Very, very important in our life. Hallelujah. Now, verse 3, I mean, chapter 3, Paul began to talk about sectarianism. They began to talk about uh, 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 divisions, how divisions will come. You see, begin to talk about how we, 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 Place people, you know how we we uh, ascribe to people, and all kinds of uh, divisions at that time, which still today in in many places we we find uh, these are very anointed. This is not anointed. Uh, all kinds of division, right? Many many kinds of division. So, say, verse one says of that very chapter three. 
He said, I and, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. Now, these are, these are uh, people who, who were raised by Paul, and he expects some changes, some growth, but some maturity. And he was not seeing it. So he was kind of what disappointed. You see, so he did he he uh, he uh, he placed their faith in. Uh, he had expected their faith to be grown a little bit. You see, they have been united with Christ, and uh, and the Spirit of God had come to live with them. But yet, they were still acting as babies. You see. And he said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, but until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. So there was, uh, uh, they, they were Christians, but they were carnal. They were women. Okay, let me uh, go on, on a different translation. Let's see what so it's saying. Okay? First Corinthians chapter three. Okay, let's see what uh, other translation expanded Bible and also New Living Translation. I have four minutes to go. Okay, and I read from the expanded Bible. It said, "But brothers and sisters, in the past, I could not talk to you as I talk to spiritual people, people who have the Spirit." I had to talk to you as as I would to people with without the spirit. These are unspiritual, carnal, fleshly people, babies, infants in Christ. Verse two: The teaching I gave you was like milk. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, because you were not yet able to talk to take solid food. The comparison is between basic and advanced teaching. If solid food is the, the, that is the comparison is between the basic and advanced teaching, and even now you are not able, you are not ready. But still, it says you are still not spiritual, carnal, fleshly, living by your own selfish nature because there is jealousy, envy, quarrelling, conflict, rivalry among you, and this shows that you are not spiritual. You are kind of fleshly, living by your own sinful nature. You are acting, living, walking like people of the world, or like ordinary unsaved people, or on a merely human level. According to one of you says, I belong to Paul. Another says, I belong to Apollo. When you say things like this, you are of, you are of, or are you not acting like people of the world, or living on a merely human level, or people, or human beings. So when when he's saying that if 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 we say uh, I belong to Paul, another belong to Apollo, these were uh, two kinds of uh, uh, missionaries those days, and they were causing divisions. 
some some group will say I belong to Paul. Some people will say I belong to Apollo. Maybe the way they come to speak, maybe the way they come to talk. That is what when you when you see that in verse uh, in chapter two, verse one. So it appears Paul was not that eloquent. It doesn't. He was not of excellence of speech of wisdom. Uh, but uh, Apollo will come with a flamboyant excellence of speech and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he talks about that in verse 1, talking about that, that you know, people will now say, oh, I belong to Paul. That one say I belong to Apollo. So that kind of uh, lifestyle. Verse 5 says, is, is, he said, is Apollo important? No. What then is Apollo? Is Paul important? No. And what is Paul? We are only servants of God. Uh, he said, we are only servants of God who help you believe. Yeah. Anyone. You see, we are only servants of God who help you to believe. They are just an instrument. You see. He said, each one of us did the work the Lord gave us to do. Verse 6 says, I planted the seed and Apollos watered it, but God is the one who made it grow. Verse 7 says, so the one who plants is not important or anything, and the one who waters is not important or anything, but only God who makes things grow. See, verse 8 says, you say the one who plants and the one who waters have the same purpose or equal, are one, and each will be rewarded for his own work. We are God's workers working together. And you are God's farm, God's building. So, and that's how, uh, I mean, that is where we will end today. Our time is gone. So, uh, I hope you have this short, but uh, for us to meditate on. So, stay in God's grace and God bless you. See you next time. Hallelujah.